So welcome to uh, another Wine on Wednesday. It's been a while, James, since we've done one of these. It's all on me. We've been terribly I'm starting busy. to feel lonely over here. Uh, right? Social distancing. Well, we're about, what, 70 miles apart? That's enough distance, probably. You're not catching. It's tall. Gets taking its toll. So again, Kyle McLean from Pilosity and James Reed from, from Dinsmore. You guys know him very well. And today for, for Wine on Wednesday, we're doing an interview with two very lovely ladies. We've got uh, Karen Bifanti and we've got Deanna Wilmerth. And I'm just going to let these two introduce themselves, tell a little bit about themselves before I repeat myself again. And we're going to talk, <laughs> talk about Oak Mac. So Deanna, please give us a, a little little high level view of who you are and what you do please. Sure, thanks Callum. Hello everybody. My name is Deanna Wilmarth. I'm the owner of BWHR Consulting and HR Tech Solutions. So human resource consulting uh, firm and I basically HR technology consulting firm. So uh, we've been in business now uh, for about five years. We're going on our fifth year on the consulting side and two years on the HR tech side, and we service all small to medium-sized businesses um, as their HR department, and then also projects for larger-sized businesses. So that's me. I'll pitch it over to Karen. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for having us. This is so exciting. I'm Karen Bethanti. I'm the Vice Chancellor for Human Resources at Oakland Community College, and I've been with the college going on two years. Prior to that, I was... Uh, worked for Macomb County government, which was really kind of fun. Um, have been an HR professional going on uh, almost 25 years, so started super young. And really excited to talk about Oak Mac Sherm today with everyone. Big shout out to all of our HR, uh, Oak Mac HR associates that have joined the association along this way. So we wanna thank them for following us and sticking by us as we, went down this journey to form the 19th uh, chapter of SHRM here in Michigan. Well, it's super exciting to have you part of this video and uh, I'm really interested in learning a lot more. I'm shocked given your responsibilities at work and you also ran the annual educational conference for all of the colleges in Mackinac Island last year and you decided to create not only a specific city chapter, you combined Oakland and Macomb County, the, I guess the, the most business-centric county in, in the state, and you are the first brand new official SHRM chapter in the last five years in the entire country. So how did you decide to even take on these additional responsibilities? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the, we were talking the other day and, and Deanna and I were at lunch and I was looking for resources and a way to kind of get involved with SHRM again. And I, I was active young in my career and early in my career and really wanted to get involved again and needed something closer to home and closer to my work. And so we thought about forming a Oakland and Macomb. And we started actually with Macomb, I think, Deanna, correct me if I'm wrong, because at the time I think I was working for Macomb County government. And then when I switched over to Oakland County, I'm like, let's combine the you know two largest counties and lots of HR professionals kind of north, northern end of those counties that really didn't have a lot of resources. Um, so I think that's kind of where we landed on. I, I think we had 
Macomb, Oakland. And then when I went to Oakland Community College, we switched it to Oak Max. So um, it, it was just an idea. And we started down the path of just trying to do something and, and get HR professionals together and offer some lunch and learns before um, the official news came out in January that, that we were approved. And, and it, really, James, thanks to you and your leadership and really pushing this along for us. Uh, we were stuck for about a minute until you got no, involved. We're, so, we're so excited to have you part of this new chapter. And I really love how you were so proactive in doing almost a year of educational content before you even became official. So it's too bad we weren't able to get all 19 chapters together to brainstorm given the pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. Sure. So speaking of the pandemic, how are, are you coping with it right now? What are you doing to keep your sanity? <laughs> I've lost my sanity. I, have I don't no know idea. if we have sanity anymore, James. I don't know if that's Fair the point. word to use. I don't know that we are the same. Um, you know, I think personally we're trying to get out and walk and um, not be in the house and have a nice routine. So it's getting up and getting dressed and going to the office and whether that be upstairs or it be downstairs or whatever that may be and taking a break, great, and getting outside. I think those things are really important in keeping routine. So um, definitely for, I think both of us um, has been really crazy as we know HR is just, you know, there's such a need for it right now with the ever changing daily, monthly, weekly you know pieces and so I think um, I, I feel like we're working you know 24 7 and Callum and I were just talking earlier it's like what happened like what happened today right did we get anything done and um, I feel more tired than ever but I think it's important to keep routine and I think that's what we're trying to do so yep have you seen Groundhog Day I have. It totally feels that way, doesn't it? Someone played that. Someone sent a little link out today about Groundhog Day. It was Bill Murray waking up every morning to the Sonny and Cher yeah. song, I Got You, Babe, and just his reaction every morning to when one day he finally just destroys yeah. his alarm clock. Yeah, it's kind of, it's not quite like that, but it's getting to the point where it's like, this has to be over soon. It's been two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, what day, yeah, what day of the week is it? Right. We get, we get two more to go. I'm a donkey on the edge. We're getting close. Do you feel like during, is there any downtime to get caught up on things that you were neglecting or find a new routine that you haven't done before? I, I don't feel that way at all. Good. I don't. I, I feel it's been all employees, all state and federal guidelines, all questions all the time. Wow. It's yeah. all about the employees right now and, and you know, getting them what they need and getting the organization what they need. I, I think this has taught me during this time is just the value of the relationships that you have with your vendors and the people that you rely on most. Because when I needed information on, you know, what does this mean? I reach out to James. I need Deanna's help in streamlining, getting messaging out to all of our employees. And she was able to use our technology that, that we have and email blast everyone, the essential critical infrastructure worker letters. I was able to reach out to our benefit consultant and say, flip a switch so people can make changes to their FSA. If I didn't have those relationships, those really good relationships with outstanding partners, I don't know where I would be because I didn't have the time to get into the weeds and say, hey, this is how I want it to look. Maybe you can do this. It was like, move now. People need to make choices on their FSA. People need to make choices on their healthcare, whatever it may be. So 
that I, and I've always been a big relationship person. I think that's so important, but I can count on all the, the partners that we have, especially at the college and say, let's get this done. So I, I think it's just another message to HR professionals out there. I mean, rely on your partners to help you during this time because it's really overwhelming. It is, and I'm, my organization is unionized, so we have to deal with all the labor contracts and uh, staffing requirements have been, we have ebbs and flows. And, and so it, that, that's really what I've learned through this. Hopefully it'll be over soon, but that's one of the, the key points that, that I'll take away from this for sure. So what advice do you have to the listeners that aren't quite at your level yet in having relationships or even having, you know, an elevated level and voice at a company? Is this an opportunity where they can, you know, grow within a company or, you know, build those relationships? Sure. I mean, reach out, use the people, know what you don't know and ask for help because there are experts out there who are willing to help you and who want to get involved and, and are there for you. And, and, those, and if you reach out to somebody, one of your vendors, your healthcare, your broker, whomever it may be, and they're not responsive, reach out to your network and ask, hey, who, who are you working with to understand the new laws on uh, you know, the expanded FMLA or the emergency sick leave? Who, who are you working with? And then you know, ask them for an introduction and start working with their partners. I, I think this is just a really good time to kind of clean up your, your vendors and your partners and see who's really helping you. Great, great point. How did you elevate though to your level? Like, was there any tricks other than just hard work over 25 years? Yes. Hard work. That, hard that's work. the trick. Yeah. I don't, I, I had some great people in the beginning of my career who were wonderful mentors and, and who guided me in particular. And, I, I always took their advice to heart and their critical, you know, their criticism and constructive criticism and, and did something with that information. So I think it was a lot of hard work over the years. And I see you're not afraid to give back. I see you've mentored a lot of people. I see you as well. Yes. Uh, Deanna, how did you have the opportunity or the courage to create your own company? Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, uh, I, a long time in my career, I fell into HR. It was not something I had originally planned on doing. Um, and I think for me throughout the years, I just saw a way where I could help people. Um, there was a big void for me for a lot of companies. A lot of people were just generalists within their company. There wasn't the money to hire all these different specialists, right? Um, and so I just kept seeing the same things in HR, a lot of in the box things. I was really, I'm really out of the box trying to figure out different solutions and be creative. And it was hard for me to do that sometimes within the constraints of the companies that I was at. So, um, I also work for Macomb County, uh, and loved it. And I learned so much throughout my time there with labor and things like that. And it took a minute to make the decision to pull the trigger, um, but it was something I was so passionate about doing because I so believed in the fact that there was a gap to fill within HR and to go out there to service companies. And so I was very lucky at the beginning before I left Macomb County, I ended up getting a, a, my first client. And so that transition helped a little bit, right, to be able to have sure. a safety net. But I have to say, in general, it has been harder than I've ever expected 
uh, the first couple of years specifically. Yeah. You know, you take 15 steps forward and 40 steps backwards constantly. There are things that you don't know, right? Like I, I wasn't a salesperson. I wasn't a marketing person. That's just not stuff that I did. And so having to learn that and really work through that curve had been very challenging. And I think, you know, I can piggyback on what Karen says. Hard work is really important. Perseverance is super important. You have to get up every single day and wipe away the day before and continue on your path and keep your end goal in mind. But I also think resourcefulness is like huge, right? Know what you don't know, reach out to whoever can help you. I think that was really helpful for me too and just kind of keeping me standing upright through this journey. And I feel like we're finally over a hump, but we're, I mean, we're going into year five. So um, I tell people, if you know, you're somebody that like just wants to go to work and leave and do your thing, fine. But if you want to work 24 seven and really work hard to get this done and you can persevere, I think it works for people. It's certainly not for everybody. Um, and it definitely took me some time to learn some hard lessons, but I'm happy I did it. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just getting up every day and keeping on with the mission. So, yeah. So I got a question for you. So you're an HR consultant. You, you see a lot of instances where HR departments are just kind of stuck. Yeah. Right. And sometimes you can't see the trees for the forest. It takes an outside person to come in and just go, Hey, why are you doing it this way? What are some of the things that you're seeing where you can make an immediate impact that have been successful for you? Yeah, I think a couple of things. Um, I'm, I'm big on efficiency and I don't love redundancy. So I've, I've looked a lot at technology. So technology for me is super important. I think that's the way that we need to move forward and we need to push HR departments forward. And so I tend to look there, like how are they looking, using technology? Where are they synced up there, right? Um, so that we can make sure that we're leveraging the tools that they have today for the processes that they have and we're not doing things 16 times over. So you see a lot of gaps, I think, in organizations, even organizations that have really big HRIS systems, they're just not using them to their capacity. Sure. So can we use those systems, right, and leverage those things um, to maybe minimize a lot of the workload? And then maybe we can focus more on strategy. So how much can we automate, right, within the department? Um, with that HRIS system or with, with that technology, and then I think subsequently be able to then roll into things like strategic development, online um, HR with, with CEOs and company goals and bottom lines, which is so important. And I think we miss it a lot because we're focusing on the redundancy of compliance, right, and the redundancy of process. And I think if we can leverage those tools, um, we're able to focus on the other, which is super important too. So I'm seeing, we see a lot of that. We focus a lot. Yeah, our favorite part of having an HR consultant around is that I'm sure you have stories to tell where a lot of HR, you know, directors are afraid to <laughs> oh, tell their no, story here we, here we go. reveal their own employer. Do you have any stories without revealing client names that you're willing to, to share any I'm, landmines for people to learn from? Seriously, James. I mean, really. This is called Wine on Wednesday, so maybe it's wine. Yeah, right. We can get Nothing. some of those stories in person someday. Right. I'm right. missing my wine. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying, I was, a, I was an HR nightmare in my earlier days. Absolutely awful. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just happy there wasn't anything like a cell phone around when I was in my late teens, early 20s. I would be unemployable. But thankfully, it's all, it's all in the past. It's all in the past. So 
it's um so i want to so <laughs> i'm looking forward to some of these stories diana but i want to go back to some of the the hr software real quick do you think do you think the systems are getting to the point right now where they're exceeding the capacity and they're they're getting so hard to use that, that people are kind of getting overwhelmed by the systems yeah i think so i think it depends on the system right i think there right. are some that are easier to use than others i think some are really complicated and make it more difficult so it's almost a job within itself to be a system expert within sure. a company so that you can train and help other people i mean a lot of the things that we do for some larger HR systems, mm -hmm. they can't do internally because it's just too complicated for them. Um, and it does a lot more than what they could do. So yeah, I mean, I would say yes, that's probably pushing in that direction to some extent. There's some companies that do a really good job though of making sure it's somewhat simplistic and it's easier for the HR user. Um, but there are others that are a little, a little crazy. So I think it just depends too on what you're using and how you're using it. Good deal. Well, this is your expertise. Oh, sorry, James, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, this is this is where this is why I love working with Deanna and her team in particular. So something as simple as recruiting using an applicant tracking system. All I have to say to Deanna is get rid of the paper. And instead of 165 steps, can we maybe get it down to 80? And can we automate it all? And can we be compliant? And can it feed into payroll? And can it do all those things? And she says, yes. The problem with that is people who have been doing it the old way forever are freaking out because you know now you're showing me where I probably could have been more efficient or you're showing me my, you know, my faults and, and my lack of technology, my lack of efficiency. And it's kind of a job security concern for employees, but what it does, it, it, it allows, especially as HR professionals, more time with our employees. If you can automate and use technology to become more efficient, I mean, why wouldn't you? And that way it gives you more time to do other things. So I, I think like for us at the college, the work that Deanna um, has provided us has just really streamlined it. And we have an old applicant tracking system. It's not not great by any means it's fine i mean it does what it needs to do but um <laughs> shaking their head not great <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles but for us we don't hire a lot i mean maybe about 400 people a year so oh, take. It, it was fine and so let's use it to its capacity let's get every capability out of it and make a couple phone calls to the organization i think we upgraded one small feature for just a nominal fee and the thing is working so Awesome. We, we went from paper and oh my, just paper everywhere to really no paper um, within. It took us a minute, but we got there. So that's if you can if you can stress as HR professionals to get rid of all of that redundancy and that manual processing. You'll spend more time with your employees, and that's what people want. They don't don't care about all the other things. They they want you to respond to an email or even pick up the phone and say, "Hey, I got your email." and I'd rather just give you a call to talk about this. So they, want, they, human, want. they want human resources to be more human. Yeah, right. So I think when we've had people on, I mean, and even talking to people in the, in the HR superhero thing, all we're hearing about is get, get rid of paper. That's probably the, the biggest thing people are talking about, right? Just, just 
find a way to streamline it so you can spend more time. So when something does happen like coronavirus, you've got the ability and the bandwidth to be able to handle the requests that come through from a thousand employees that are kind of losing it. Like, what do I do? Then how, how easy has it been assimilating the information that was sent out for the FFRCA and the CARES Act and the PPP? Did it, I mean, that's what James is here for, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. You still to tell us all the ins and outs. Yep. James, you still have the best infographic I've seen to date. About <laughs> no, that was I said that everybody loved love it. it. Yeah, it was great. Keeping it simple is uh, what we need right now. Things are complex enough. So what's so what's next up? I mean, so for Karen and Deanna, what are you seeing next for what's happening? We're obviously we're going to slowly try and get things started back up again, hopefully in May. I mean, from your standpoint, where's the bottleneck for you guys to try and get everything to where it's supposed to be again? Um, I, I think what's gonna happen, I think this gives everybody a nice opportunity to assess what they have in regards to staffing, resources, manpower, and you know we working remotely i mean honest to goodness we went from an office full of people to everyone at home within a day um and so oh what, what i have found is you're relying on the the individuals in your organization who are stepping up and having you know giving suggestions and doing what they can and always being available you're using technology more and i think a lot of organizations are going to outsource a ton of work I think they're going to realize that during this time, you needed experts, you needed people who were really um, resources that were just experts and could get an answer quickly. And you know, to James' infograph with, with kind of the, the flow chart of all of these laws and, and these new provisions, it was great. That's exactly what I needed as, as an employer. So I, I see myself moving into the, the second quarter of this year, I'm sorry, the third and fourth quarter, excuse me, we're almost there, of just really looking at a lot of projects, outsourcing as much as I can, and really getting down to the basics of those essential functions in my office that really need to get done and get done well. So, and, and embracing technology. We needed technology right now. When we left our offices with our paper box full of God knows what was in there, um, I haven't even taken mine out of the car. Oh, so no everything way. I packed up from my desk is still in my car. And that was what, five weeks ago, I pulled out my labor contracts. It's the only thing on my kitchen contract or kitchen table right now. So if I didn't have technology and if I didn't have all those other things, um, I would have been in trouble. Well, you two definitely are visionaries. Uh, I saw a new Sherm prediction that half of the population will be gig workers, you know, in the next couple of years. Really? So yeah. uh, I do see relying on resources being in very high demand. Yes. Uh, so what I wanted to transition to was give a little pitch about Oak Mac, like what yeah, new energy nice. other than the two of you being the most fun to hang out with and network with, are, what can a member get out of Oak Mac? Why should they join? What do they have to look forward to? And what else is there to say? You want to take that? I'll start. You piggyback. Uh, so I think a couple of things. We're super, super excited. And yes, we are really fun to hang out with. <laughs> we don't mind drinking wine. I would definitely uh, be okay with putting those things at networking events, right? But we're really um, 
really excited, I think, primarily because there's a presence now in Macomb and Oakland County. I think Oakland County, specifically in northern Macomb, really, I mean, there was not a service, an organization that was serving that population. So if you're somebody that's living in Oakland County or you're living in northern Macomb or even Troy, right, like to drive down somewhere in Detroit, it's hard to do, right, to make events maybe during the day, to go on your lunch hour, whatever it may be. I think that can be very difficult. And so that specifically is really exciting to me um, as an HR professional to be able to have those local events and that those pieces. Um, I think the other piece is, you know, we are super unique and out of the box. And so you can look for programming from us that's going to be unique and out of the box and forward thinking. Um, and I think that that's a really exciting thing for us. And the other pieces that are really going to be exciting too, and I'll let Karen talk more about this, is we really want to do a lot with mentorship, right? So we're both at, at points in our careers where we've been around the block. Um, we want to be able to give back to people. So we've got a student chapter that we're hooked up with. We're working through that piece. We're working with the local colleges to really help young professionals really grow within the profession. I mean, I remember getting out of college and going, okay, what do I do next, right? Like, what's the next step? How do I deal with this? And I think to be able to provide a path for them is really important. And then also even mid-level professionals, right? Like how can we mentor them and provide resources or maybe pair them up with somebody that's a more senior professional locally that they can meet with and network with as well outside of the normal things that, that we would do. So I love that, I love that mentorship program. Yeah. That's, again, that's one of the biggest things we hear about people that have gone up to a CHRO and a, and a VP uh, level that said early on in their careers, they, they found a mentor. 10, 15 years ahead of them, and they just kind of said, this is what you should be doing right now. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it's important, I think. And if somebody helped all of us, right? So why not do the same? For so uh, people watching this that want to support OakMac mm. and may apply to maybe be part of your board or be a volunteer committee or help in any way, or have you already found all of your resources? Sure. So um, we, we assembled the initial board uh, last week. Uh, we had our first meeting. We reached out again um, during this past year, we kept an HR association alive. And just through LinkedIn and through networking, we had really almost 300 people respond to us. So all those individuals from the very beginning who were supporting Deanna and I have now kind of stepped up and said, hey, we want to be part of your board. And so... Uh, we had our first initial meeting. We're working on social media, getting our LinkedIn page, getting our bylaws, getting everything that we need done so that we're ready to, to go. But um, I, I think Deanna and I kind of talked, maybe this week we'll post on LinkedIn that if you're interested, email us and uh, we can get, get things rolling. We haven't really complete, completed the, the total structure, but we're very, very close. So it's exciting. And I think I think what you're going to find with this chapter, and then like other chapters as well, Deanna and I are at the are at the peak of our careers. So we've been in all industries, in all levels. We know HR from benefits to labor to engagement to technology. So that's it's that's the messaging. That's the platform. That's what we're going to be telling all of these Oakland and Macomb. HR professionals that you have two really high level experienced professionals 
really guiding this chapter and, and we're going to look for quality. We're going to make sure that it's good, all the programming and it's relevant and it's visionary and all the things that, that are important to us, what we look for in, in those types of opportunities for professional development. Wow. So the, good no, I concur. I think that what I've already saw last year, you have great attendance, great speakers, uh, great food, and you even have space and yeah. you know i applaud you because you already know how to run a conference you've run other conferences before so maybe even some of the other chapters can you know learn from the two of you on how to enhance their chapter with some fresh ideas we were awesome. very fortunate too oakland community college i got to give them a shout out they sponsored everything for us last year so they provided the space, they provided the food, and, and that was huge, right? We, we really didn't have any expenses. Um, all of our presenters, yourself included, James, so thank you. They came and presented on relevant topics um, for the, our participants. Uh, I, I think overall, we did okay it, it, for just the two of us, for just Deanna and I trying to run this and get it moving. I mean, there were mornings where we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> What's happening? Um, we, we had a couple of snap foods. I think we mixed up a lunch and a breakfast one time, but people still showed up. So it was fine. But considering it was just the two of us, um, we did okay. And again, I, I'm very grateful to the college. Um, our chancellor, Pete Provenzano, was, he's just super supportive of anything that um, we have going on and, and was very excited when I shared with him that we finally got the green light, that we were the 19th chapter and it was finally approved. So um, again, I, I, don't, I don't know how we would have done it without their support too. Well, that's excellent. And for those vendors that are watching, mm -hmm. uh, what opportunities are there for vendors to become more involved in support of Broke Men? Sure. Yeah, so um, we're in the process of developing what we call a partnership program or sponsorship sponsor program so we'll have levels right um, just like you see with some of the other chapters but I think what we're going to do um, and talking to some of the other chapters and really having some conversation in our first year is limiting the higher level sponsors to really give some exposure to some of our partners so we've reached out uh, to a lot of uh, a lot of different companies um, we have some people in mind but we definitely have some opportunity for some companies that would be willing to come in and help us out and partner and then in turn right they'll receive benefits like a membership with ours um, some advertising type things as we go through our programming maybe it's logos and programs right banners and websites and we're working through what that looks like right now as far as what levels those look like we have some things in mind uh, with our sponsor chair but as far as kind of doing that I think there's a ton of opportunity now to hit, I think, a membership that really wasn't out there before, right? So we've got a lot of people, and we have individuals that maybe are interested from other chapters too, but I would say the vast majority are individuals that are brand new, haven't been in a local chapter either within years, right? Or they um, haven't been in a local chapter at all. So I think the opportunity for these local businesses or our sponsors to really hit um, a demographic that they haven't seen before maybe out there, and they're gonna connect with HR professionals and decision makers in HR 
Um, they're going to connect with maybe business owners or decision makers there. I think um, that's a great opportunity to partner in on the ground up. And we're looking for partners to help us do that um, and then help reward them for, you know, helping to do that moving forward. So we're really excited mm -hmm. about that. Well, you're in the final stretch. Yeah. All, all the hard. So from, from day one to now, how many years has it been? You two been fighting to get this thing up and running? year and a half maybe year and a half maybe a year and a half we had some bumps around the along the way right some tragedy and some other things at the national level mm -hmm. um with with changing of our people we had a um, somebody right. unfortunately passed away and so i mean it, it that slowed the process for sure right, right? yeah um, it just you know not controlled um but i think the I think because that Sherm hasn't done this in a while too, it's them kind of figuring out too, like, what do we do? How do we help them? And they've done a really great job. James and, and his crew have been super supportive. We've been really lucky to do that, but it was just navigating kind of the, the politics and logistics of how to do all of that. And I think, um, you know, each hurdle uh, we got past and I think it worked out. So. Yeah, for the, the reason for the only new national chapter in five years was Sherm was hesitant to have new chapters because so many don't succeed right. but i think they're confident the two of you are creating the right program that will succeed and it's very exciting to you know set the bar this high no pressure yeah. ladies thanks <laughs> well, I just no i don't no uh, pressure was, no pressure diana yeah. no pressure yeah i'm not i'm not betting against either of you yeah, no, not at all. So is there, is there anything else when we're wrapping this up and um, we're just about 40 minutes, is there anything else you'd like to say to any HR professionals out there right now that are just struggling a little bit or if, if anyone's got some ideas or suggestions for you guys, where do you want us to direct them? <laughs> I, I think I really reach out to your partners, to your resources to other HR professionals. I, this morning alone from someone I had never met, sent me um, from a community college in, um, I'm not a community college, I'm sorry, a private college, sent me a message on LinkedIn asking me about something, what we were doing in regards to the CARES Act, somebody I'd never met. So use those resources, those networks. Um, we're all in it together. Everyone's trying to figure this out. So really reach out to your partners. You know, you're good lawyers, James, thank you. Um, you're good consultants, Deanna, thank you. But really, that's what it's about because that's who's, know what you don't know and ask for help. That's, and, and don't be embarrassed and reach out to people you don't know. If you find someone on LinkedIn or through networking that you know, works in a similar industry and, and maybe has a similar geographic or demographic profile that kind of aligns with your organization, reach out to their HR folks. I, I don't know. I'm happy to help. I, I know Deanna feels the same way. We've always been that way, but uh, I, that would be my friendly advice. Deanna? Yeah, I would say the same. I would say, you know, reach out to us. We can certainly help. I'll give you the, the email address for OakMac because that's helpful too. So we're pushing out resources all the time. So if we have companies or HR professionals that shoot over something over to us, we're pushing it out to our distribution list. Um, and we've done some poll questions for different companies, right? So they, they can kind of understand what's going on. So we're info at oakmac um, slash hr.org. Yep. So we can post that to you, right, on both of our websites or our LinkedIn. But just I think if, if individuals are interested in the chapter specifically, definitely reach out, but also information. If we can help, we have it, we'll give it to you. We're really trying to do that through our network. 
um, and provide those resources. Fantastic. And I'll tag both of you and I'll have the, inf the email up there when we post this on LinkedIn so people can send questions directly to you. But thanks for coming on. It's so, it's so nice to have tenured professionals here that Karen's like, been there, done that. I think Karen's on mute right now. <laughs> Karen, you're on mute. <laughs> so sorry, for, sorry. But not a Zoom professional, obviously. No, so this is people are just, <laughs> it's so nice to be able to pick up the phone and go, okay, this has happened to me. What do I do? And you guys have pretty much got it covered. It's awesome. Thanks very much for all the hard work. Hey, James, anything else you want to say to, to wrap it up today? I just want to vouch for the character of Karen and Deanna of being great leaders and someone you can really be comfortable with having a conversation socially. So appreciate all of your hard work and yeah. being volunteers and look forward to actually having a glass of wine when we're allowed to get together. Yeah, right. Good. Yeah. Dude, right? We'll be, we'll be watching you too. And all, all the first meetings coming out and I'm really looking forward to the content, seeing what you guys are going to be launching. This is, this is kind of cool. All right. Thanks again. Everybody have a great thanks, week. Guys. Thanks, everybody. Well,